Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God is worthy of our glory, of all the honor, of all the praise. He's been good to us one more time. And we reverence him today, for this is the day the Lord has made, and I will be glad in it. I will rejoice, and I will lift up his holy name. This is the day the Lord has made.
and amen. The Lord bless you, children of God, once again, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble. We thank God once again for another beautiful day that he has made. He has allowed you and I to see it, see another day. We give him all glory, all honor, and all praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have started our most recent topic entitled, Every Child of God Must Know, K-N-O-W, know, N-O. Every child of God must know, know. We thank God for everything he's sharing with us during this particular topic as uh, no is a very potent and powerful word uh, for you and I as children of God as uh, we can keep ourselves out of the snares, the tricks and traps of the evil one with an effective use of this word. Lack of effectively using this word has caused so much damage in humanity. People have died because they didn't know, know properly. Marriages have been destroyed. Families have been broken. Individuals have ended up in prison. Individuals have died. Just to name a few of the uh, tragic events that have taken place because uh, from time to time, individuals have not used the word no properly. No is a very small word, but it's a very powerful word. And whatever the adversary is offering to you and I, no is the best response. Uh, we looked at capital A in our outline, uh, recognize who is offering. Uh, this is very important for us as if we don't recognize uh, where the offer is coming from, we may be saying yes to something that God wants you and I to say no to. We look at Titus chapter 2, verse 12, Mark chapter 15, verse 23, and we're going to take a look at capital B. No weapon means no weapon. No weapon means no weapon. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 54 with a very special focus on verse 17. Children of God, prepare to be blessed today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 54, very special focus on verse 17. The prophet gives us a word of encouragement. as we live in this present age. 
From the New International Version, the scripture says, no weapon forged against you will prevail. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. King James Version tells us that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Capital B in our outline, no weapon means no weapon. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you today, Father, for another beautiful and glorious day. You have blessed us with life, health, strength. You have protected us. You have provided for us. You have not dealt with us as our sins deserve. You have been merciful, kind, compassionate. Father, we appreciate you today. We pause reverently to start our day by offering the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise, by presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto you. We understand that this is our spiritual act of worship. Father, we ask that as we study today your holy scriptures, you will open our hearts and our minds, illuminate our innermost being, that we may see the meaning, the revelation, and the insight that you have destined for us, your little children. Trust, Father, that you're going to say something to your people and through your people today that will bless them in every facet and in every corner of their life. Again, we love you, Father, and we appreciate you. Thank you in advance, trusting that you're going to do something extra special in our midst today. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be most careful to continue to give your name, which is above all other names, all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray amen and amen. Capital B, what? No weapon means no weapon. See here in the book of Isaiah, the prophet begins to talk about the future glory of Zion, just after speaking about the suffering and the glory of God's servant, he begins to speak of the future glory of Zion. And I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, as a member of Zion, you have a future glory that is coming. The prophet was letting the people know that after God had finished chastising, after God had finished punishing, after God had finished tearing down and and doing the things he does, there was a future glory that the people could look forward to. Children of God, we have a future glory. I don't know what God has done in your past. I don't know all of what he's doing in your present. But as a child of God, I want to encourage you and let you to know that there is a future glory. The scripture lets us to know that our light and momentary afflictions are achieving in us a far greater eternal glory 
that far outweighs them all. You say, Apostle, what is God trying to get us to understand? That you and I are suffering for a season that we may achieve a future glory. We are going through some difficult times so that we can get to some very smooth times. We are going through some very hard times so that we can acquire some very, some very good times. Your future glory, child of God, is assured. Just don't get weak and weary in well-doing. You will reap in due season if you faint not. Now, as we look at uh, Isaiah chapter 54 and the future glory that God promises to his people, there is a condition. Now, God has promised some very lofty and some very great things. He lets us know that there's no weapon that's formed against us that shall prosper. He's let us know we will refute every tongue that, that tries to accuse us. He lets us know that this is our heritage because we are servants of the Lord and that we will be vindicated from the Lord. Oh, this is great stuff, this great stuff. But you and I must take this scripture in context and understand this scripture uh, in terms of, of what qualifies you for you and I for these particular benefits. Oftentimes in, in, in ads, there is a disclaimer. In other words, these are some things that, you know, you know they may offer something real, real big, but then they'll put down in fine print but you've got to do this, this, and, and the other. Well, you say, Apostle, what is the disclaimer? The disclaimer, in order for you and I to receive all of these great benefits that God has promised, you will find in verse 14. In righteousness, you will be established. We've got to understand that in order for no weapon to, that is formed against us to prosper, we must be established in righteousness. When we talk about something that is established, we are talking about rooted and grounded. This is why oftentimes when you see businesses, they'll put established 1876, established 1942. What are they letting you to know? They're letting you to know that they have been doing this thing, what? For a long time. God wants you and I to be doing right for a long time. And God says when you do right for a long time at the appointed season, at the appointed time, at the appointed juncture, God is going to do some very special things for you and I. We're about done today, children of God. You want to be established in righteousness. This is why God tells us don't get weak and do weary in well-doing. Sometimes in life it can seem like we're trying to do right, we're trying to do right, we're trying to do right, and nothing is happening. God said, look, no, 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 never feel like doing right, nothing is happening. Anytime you are doing right, child of God, you are positioning yourself for the next level of blessings. You are positioning yourself for that, that job. You are positioning yourself for that husband, that wife. You are positioning yourself for that promotion. You are positioning yourself for that edification, that uplift, that, that healing. Whenever you are doing right, you need to understand all you are doing is moving closer to the blessings that God has for you. Doing right. In righteousness, you will be established. So God said, look, when you're doing right, you're moving to a place, you're moving down to a place where no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you're doing right, you're moving to a place where no tongue that accuses you will be able to, will be. When you're doing right, you're moving toward some very, very great things. Let's see the things that we are moving toward 
when we are established in righteousness. Now, uh, before we get into that, the, the Lord will have me to reiterate something that I have been sharing with you all some time. Anytime you look in the scripture, you're going to find one of three things. You're going to find where the people are. You're going to find, you know, or where the people think they are, or where you're going to find where the people are, where God wants the people, and then what God is going to do to get them there. Where the people are, where God wants the people, and what God is going to do to bridge that gap. I mean, I don't care where you flip, because where the people are, you know, you know, sometimes people can think they're in a place that they're really not in. Well, God will let you know where you're really at. He'll let me know where, where we're really at. Then he will turn around and let us know where he wants us, where, where, where he wants us. Where we are is the permissive will of God. God is wherever you at. You you could be in a crack house right now. You could be uh, uh you know uh, uh drunk right now listening to this broadcast. You could be you could be uh uh doing all sorts of well understand that wherever we are it's because God has allowed us to be there. That's the permissive will of God. Everything that goes on, if it happens, is part of the permissive will. People going to hell, that's a part of God's will. Not his perfect will. But it's permissive will. Why? Because God let people go. If you want to go to hell that bad and you want to, then God will let you do it. God will let you. It's a choice. So wherever we are right now, good, bad, right, wrong, uh, it's because God has allowed us to be there. Now, you, don't want, you and I don't want to get too caught up in just where we are because wherever we are, God has a place that he wants us. That is above where we are. See, God always has a place that he wants us that is above where we are. And this is the perfect will of God. This is, this is why God wants to keep you and I striving, you and I aiming. You, if you've hit, I don't care if you've hit five out of five free throws and, and you hollering, you know, I'm perfect. Yeah, you are for the five out of five level. But God wants to see what you do at the, at the 50 out of 50, see if you can get 50 out of 50. I never forget uh third game of my senior year in college. Uh coach came in the locker room before the game. So Robert, you are leading the nation in field goal percentage. Everybody was like, Oh man, Rob, yeah. And that thing was, was running through my mind. I'm like, man, three hundred million people and I'm leading the country in field goal. I think that was like eleven for twelve or something like that. And I got out there in the game, that stuff running through my mind and start bricking shooting bricks on the free throw line. I mean, I ended up with maybe six of eight or something like that, but I missed a couple of free throws, and it brought me down out of that position. So you say, Apostle, what are you driving at? It wasn't, you know, leading the nation or, or being perfect or, or doing well three games into the season is a long way from leading the nation and doing well 23 games into the season. God wants you and I to hold out for the long haul. God don't just, just want you good and for a little while. This is why he tells us don't get weak and weary in well-doing. This is why he tells us, you know, in so many words, not to lose our spiritual zeal, not to lose our, our focus, because how people start out is not always how people finish out. God wants us established in righteousness. When we are established in righteousness, Bible says tyranny will be far from it. 
God will keep a whole lot of a whole lot of unnecessary oppression from taking place in your life. Now, if you've got a whole lot of tyranny going on, a whole lot of un, unnecessary oppression taking place, whether it be on the job or from the police or from the, you know, people, then you need to check, are you established in righteousness? You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Police stop you on the road. Troopers stop you on the road. There's a certain way to talk to the police and a certain way not to talk. There's a certain way to treat the police or the trooper and a certain way not to. Well, the children of God understand there's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. God says when you're established in righteousness, God says I'll start moving tyranny. God says you'll have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack, you look at what the Bible says, God says it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. God said, I'm not saying you won't be attacked, but God said, God said, when you're doing the right thing, God said, it won't be me. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? Anybody that attacks you and I for doing right, child of God, they're not coming from God. That's how Jesus, that's one of the ways Jesus knew that the Pharisees, teachers of the law, uh, scribes, Essenes, Zealots, and all those groups that kept coming against him, he knew they weren't from God. Because they wouldn't have been attacking him. They wouldn't have been looking for, for a way to try to catch him in his catch him in something wrong that he said. People that, they, that's not how people that, you know, children of God, when we're when we doing the right thing, people that's coming from God will join us. People, when we're doing the right thing, people that's really from God will support us. When we're really doing the right thing, people that's from God will help us. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, let me get this straight. I'm doing the right thing and you attacking me? I'm telling you the right thing and you attacking me? You need to check where you're really coming from because when people are doing right, that's a ship we want to sail on. That's a ship we want to climb on board of because that's a ship that's going to be blessed, that is blessed and is going to be blessed. God said, first of all, look at verse 16. God says, I'm the one that created the blacksmith who fans the coals into fame and forges a weapon fit for his work. It's I who have created the destroyer to work havoc. God, you understand that God be the one, when there be destruction taking place in our life, God said, I'm the one that made that. I'm the one that made that. Now, what we want to do, because God is the one that makes good, God is the one that makes evil. God is the one that makes right, God is the one that makes wrong. God is the one that will make some people help you, and God is the one that will make some people come against you, based and depending upon what you do. If you established in righteousness, what God is letting us to know is that he won't, he won't be sending oppressors. He won't be sending tyranny. He won't be sending. And even those that do come against us, God says, before it's all over with, by the end of the day, they'll surrender to you. God says there's no weapon formed against you. God said what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to make a weapon that is more powerful than righteousness. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. God says, I'm the one that creates the destroyer. I'm the one that, that creates the blacksmith who fans the coal into flame. But God said, look, even though weapons may be formed, there will never be a weapon that is more powerful than righteousness. Uh-oh, we're about to done now. We're about what? We're about done now. There will never, there has never, God says, I won't even, God says, look, I won't even allow a weapon to be created more powerful than righteousness. 
Keep in mind, child of God, that righteousness is the most powerful weapon in creation. Righteousness will keep your eternal soul from spending eternity in hell and have you spending eternity in the presence of God. Righteousness. Righteousness. And this is why no weapon formed against you will prosper. When we are established in righteousness. Now, it doesn't say perfection. Now, perfection is even, is even more powerful. Right? But God doesn't call us to, to be established in perfection. He just said righteousness. God said, look, I know you ain't perfect. God said, if I hauled off and said, now, nah, you had to be perfect for no weapon to be formed against you to prosper, then God said, y'all would be in trouble because none of you all are perfect. But God says, what I've done is I've lowered the bar and I've allowed righteousness to put you into an exalted position where no weapon formed against you will prosper. Now, what's coming in my spirit now is originally God's plan for us was perfection. We messed that all up. Might as well call it what it was. Adam, the woman, which we were inside of Adam and the woman at the time, we was a part of that foolishness. We messed all that up. All right, so that's done. Well, that was the standard. Well, God said, I can't, you know, I'm not going to go with that as a standard for humanity right now, but what I'm going to do, that will still, that's still a, a standard for Jesus Christ. But right now, humanity, we're going to lower the bar and let you be established in righteousness. And, and, and when you're established in righteousness, one of the ways you can check and see if you are really established in righteousness is that you are aiming for perfection. All right? So what God did is he lowered the bar. He said, all right, now righteousness will fix it up so no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Righteousness is now, is now what you need in order to, to, to get to perfection. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Well, what, what the Lord is using in my spirit now, when I was a track coach uh, and, and, and would teach track in my high school classes, you know, sometimes, you know, there was a standard for the high jump. I would teach my students all kind of events in track, have everybody. I don't care. You be out there 250 pounds, you're going to try to high jump. You're going to be, I don't care if you was 100 pounds, you're going to be throwing a shot put. I would teach them all kinds of, all we would go over, all of the events in track, let, let you get a taste of it. You know, it didn't matter to me if you ran a 200 minute, 200 meters in, in two minutes. If you were trying real hard, you know, you get an eight. Only way I would get you if you didn't, if you didn't try, if you didn't try so, you know, when we would teach the high jump, the standards that held the high jump bar were like about three foot, six inches. And I would teach them the Fosbury flop and how to arch your back and kick your feet. And some of them, you know, ended up being real good, and I ended up putting them on the track team right out of my class. Others, they just tried it, you know, and it did the best they could, but you knew that they – they won't really high jump material out there, 250 pounds in the ninth grade. But, you know, that's another thing. But some of the, 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 the ones that were trying couldn't even make it over the three-foot-six bar, and that was the standard. In other words, that was as low as the, 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 the stand that held the high jump bar could go. Couldn't go no lower, and they keep knocking that day. Couldn't get over it. But they'd be, they'd be trying. Well, what I did, well, i take the bar for them had a great, big, thick, fat mat, and just put the bar right on the mat and say, all right, you just get over that right there. And they jump over that right there, and what they would get is an eight. Why? Because they were doing the best they could. The standard had to be lowered. All right? 
It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, um, uh, uh, everybody can't jump over three foot six. You know, but you can. That that that. In essence, all I was saying is, you give me the correct form, and you try to do this thing like I showed you, and you're gonna get an A. You say, Apostle, what's the parable? Well, the parable, that in essence, is what God has done. God knows that that all of us are not perfect. That there was, you had three perfect people: you had Adam, you had the woman, and you had Christ. First two messed this thing all the way up. The last one, Christ, remained. So now we put, and rather than, than having to be perfect right now, we place our faith in him who was perfect. And in doing that, we become the righteousness of God. So now we get stamped as righteous. So now as we move closer to him, closer to him, we will gain and we will operate in perfection uh, eventually. But we're moving. We're moving in that direction. So. No weapon means no weapon. I want to encourage you, child of God. In righteousness, you know, that now this doesn't mean that, that, that weapons won't hurt. This doesn't mean that weapons won't be formed. This doesn't mean that your enemies and your adversaries won't, won't use them. But what God is saying is that no weapon formed against you will prevail. In, in other words, in the end, child of God, as long as you maintain your faith in Christ, you will win. You will prosper. You will come out on top. No weapon means no weapon. Doesn't matter what your enemies are trying to do, what they're trying to say, how they're trying to come against you. You, child of God, you and I, we have been blessed by the best. We have been in, 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 in empowered by the best. We are encouraged by the best. We will come out on top in the end. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for uh, these anointed, encouraging words. We pray, Father, that someone under the sound of my voice has been encouraged by your, uh, your word and your pleasing and good, pleasing and perfect will. Father, we pray that you watch over us as we part one from another. And uh, ask, Father, that you lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And amen. Three questions. What do we got? Three. Okay. Three. Three benefits uh, when you're established in righteousness. That's a good one. Three benefits when you are established in righteousness. Number two. What we'll say like this. What's the only thing more powerful than righteousness? The only thing more powerful than righteousness. And number three, why did God have to lower the standard for humanity from perfection right now to righteousness? Why did God have to lower the standard right now from perfection to righteousness? Children of God, the Lord bless you all. Uh, you can make contributions to the ministry by going to our Talk Shoe homepage or to our uh, church website. May God continue to bless you and heaven smile on you all.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.